1: news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW.
2: He's on television pushing people to do reverse mortgages. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Because he's Magnum. He's awesome, he's a god, he's someone we look up to. He's a TV celebrity. So the idea of my mom. gone. That Tom Selleck is a good looking man. I think he's a good looking man. I'm going do a mortgage because he's told me to do it. He's a good looking man. Keep in my mind, my mom's impaired mentally because she had strokes. I hate it. When the Pope came to town a couple years ago in New York, suddenly they were selling papal pens. Papal pendants on QVC. And my mom, she's mentally impaired, so she watches QVC and the Home Shopping Network. And she's like... Get it now, one time only the Pope has come to New York City. You can get your papal pendants for only forty nine ninety-five that's three payments of forty nine ninety-five. And you're like, whoa. A lot of people don't have that kind of money in retirement. Some do, some don't. I bring it up because my mom really isn't all that religious and she hasn't been in 40, 50 years, and yet she gets lonely and she watches a little TV, and she's like papal pendants. And, like, the whole royal wedding, it nauseates me because I know it's going to be on QVC and Home Shopping Network for years to come. You can get the royal pendants of the 2018 wedding of the century. Princess Markle becoming queen for a day. And I see a lot of Americans just losing their, their, their skin their retirement skin, so to speak, the stuff that can change their, their life to basically buy junk. So when I see Magnum, Tom Selleck pushing reverse mortgages, it it makes me cringe. People aren't, this industry, the financial industry is very leery of having people endorse because endorsements equal. Like, Hey, I've, I've listened to Rob black for years. I've trusted him. He's told me to stay in the market when things got ugly, and I stayed in the market. It worked out okay for me. So endorsements can kind of come back in funny ways. Like, you got to be careful what you put your name on. Tom Selleck doesn't care. But I, do I think reverse mortgages are right for every uh, American? No. And reverse mortgages, you have to do a lot. You have to do a lot of education before you get approved. Do I think they're appropriate for some? Yeah. Mrs. Mitchell on my street, if she wants to die in that house, she has every right to die in that house. She probably has $1 million to $2 million of equity. Why not use it? Why not tap it? It's expensive, number one. Why not sell it and move to Arizona? You could do that. That's probably a better idea for me. Cut your costs. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of the celebrity endorser. Even when there was um, Ben Stein who was endorsing, who was that guy, Lucia? He wasn't endorsing. Yeah, he was endorsing them. So when Ben Stein, I grew up Bueller? hearing Bueller, 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 and then like, whoa, he's fiscally conservative and he's supporting, he's, he's helping a guy do seminars. It made me cringe. Not that I think you're dumb enough to go, that guy from Ben Stein, he's really smart. He is really smart on the economy and business. But do I want you taking advice from Joe Montana? Joe Montana? Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Or Joe Montana. Joe Joe Montagna, the Italian actor. Joe Montana, the the, the quarterback. Do I want you to go in? I'm Joe Montana, and I've won five Super Bowls. And you should invest with Cletus. Cletus is the greatest investor of all time. What I did on the football field, he does in the stock market. You need a general. Back in my day, it was me and Jerry Rice. But we also had our coach. Some guy with white hair and glasses. Walsh, I think it was his name, who also coached at Stanford. Do I want Joe Montana giving financial advice or endorsements in the Bay Area? Hell no. Because a lot of people, like, that's as far as they're going to do their homework. And they don't know, did Joe Montana make a fee for speaking? Did he get a kickback? Does he really believe in what he's saying? Or is he just reading copy? I have nothing against Joe, by the way. Nothing against Jerry Rice, nothing against Ben Stein. I just, I think it's really, it makes me very, very cautious when I see that. So, and I want to share that with you. If you ever hear me pitching like cryptocurrencies, like, this is the best cryptocurrency ever. That should make you go, wait, wait, Rob's always said it's kind of a civil war. It's not appropriate for everyone consult broker advisor for taking action on any cryptocurrencies at all. And sometimes Rob does stories where one analyst will say a cryptocurrency is going to go to 25,000 and one analyst says it's going to go to zero. I don't know what to do. I don't either. That's a civil war to me. And since when you buy a cryptocurrency, you don't even get a banana. It makes me a little bit nervous. At least a lottery ticket, they give you a ticket. I guess you get a ticket too with that. Anyhow, you should respect my authority. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about celebrity endorsements. Sony did something kind of cool. They spent $2.3 billion for EMI and they've become the biggest music publisher in the world. I don't know what that means yet, but they picked up 2 million songs from artists such as Kanye West, Sam Smith, and Sia. Tells me that the rise in digital streaming is also expanding songwriter royalty revenues with Sony capturing value as a manager of the copyrights backed by direct deals that they have with companies like Spotify and Apple Music and Google Pay and SoundCloud and YouTube. EMI has about 15% of the music publishing industry. Sony is going to get bigger. That's going to give them 26% of the market share. And growing. Dun, dun, dun. Are they too big to stop? I don't think so. You know, you look at a company like YouTube, and I want to give them and Google a lot of props right now. They've changed TV with their Google YouTube uh, YouTube TV service. Apple has been talking about it for since... Steve Jobs died 6 plus years ago and Apple's really done nothing about it and yet Google comes out and without a lot of fanfare and we've been waiting for a long time for Apple TV and was it going to come was it going to go but YouTube TV is actually killing it's they're killing it they're doing well so for years Apple said we're going to be in there we're going to be in there but YouTube TV Google's challenger to cable television has simplified the process it's created an inexpensive service for 30 to 40 bucks a month that's the magic number that apple was trying to get to in 2015 with youtube tv you get cnbc cnn amc fx you get kind of what you need and you get the sports channels as well Uh, youtube tv you are killing it congratulations apple tv not so much.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. What's up for make phone calls, we taste and country wall Go- making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. The WWE brother. It's an investment. It's a stock. Whoa! I know you're saying, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking World Wrestling Entertainment? Uh huh. They had their big event last night, and uh, I guess it was on Tuesday. Um, so they had the big WWE Raw, and reactions to it, you know, were mostly positive. I know you're saying, are you talking about the World Wrestling Federation? Uh-huh. Uh. World Wrestling Entertainment, however you want to take a look at it. Um, and the thing you could tell from their big event this week was that the company's really relying on the past. A couple years ago, I kind of learned, and I'm actually pretty good with this, that I made a mistake. When WWE was a publicly traded company, I put my nose up to it. I was like, that can't be real, can it? First and foremost, it, it before we even get into the content, it's like not exactly the type of company that you go, oh, they make cell phones, oh. In this case, they put on TV shows, wrestling matches, in front of live audiences with 250 live events every year, 50 international matches, Main program includes Monday Night Raw, a top U.S. cable program on USA Networks; Friday Night SmackDown on Sci-Fi, and WWE NXT on its own website. They produce 12 live pay-per-view programs. They license characters for merchandise. They sell videos DVDs showcasing 140 wrestling stars, such as Rey Mysterio, Triple H, The Undertaker, two-time WWE World Champion Vince McMahon. He owns ninety percent of the company's um, shares. He's got some power, right? You're talking about a company that had revenue of eight hundred million dollars last year, gross profit of three hundred forty-one million, income of seventy-five million, cash flow continues to increase from forty-seven million in two thousand fifteen to thirty-eight million in two thousand sixteen to two hundred eleven million in 2017. They got a lot of cash. Um, they got a lot of assets. There's a lot to like about the company. If if I were just to show you the balance sheet, the financial statements, you'd be like, whoa, that's not a bad company. And when I tell you who it is, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. So the WWE Entertainment, uh, WWE Raw on Monday. Big takeaway from that event is that again they're using their older older performers. They're having trouble, you know, developing new characters. So bringing back heroes is great. That can be good for ratings, but sometimes you rely too much on older names and you're not ready for the next generation. Can't wrestle forever. Or maybe you can. I don't know. I think The Undertaker's still wrestling, right? Seems like he's been around for 40 years. I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a new Undertaker. Maybe I, you know, the old one replaces the new one or something like that. But the wrestlers at the big event Monday night started teasing the citizens of Seattle. Poking fun at them for losing their basketball team, the Supersonics. So, a little bit of teasing crowd goes well in wrestling, right? It's the emotions high. It brings in some extra energy. Um, but the crowd booed. And that hampered their ability to promote the upcoming match this weekend. The crowd kept booing because they were upset <laughs> that they lost the Supersonics. And I know you're saying, are you making this up? Don't you wish that were the case? I do. So... What what I started this segment I wanted to say is I made a mistake a couple years ago I looked at this and I I put my nose up to it if you know I were to come home and if you were to catch me watching WWE (laughs) something's gone wrong with me Um, but that's okay again I'm not trying to be judgy I'm not trying to be it's all about eyeballs so and it's all about financials sometimes and sometimes you have to look at that. They have their their shtick. They have something that's you know you can't deny. Maybe it's for twelve year old kids, but twelve year old kids pay money too. Um, the stock has had a big run. I'm not telling you to go out and buy it. I'm telling you that sometimes you make mistakes, and sometimes you, you say, "I know how this story ends." Um, I'm I'm better than you. I think it's a growth stock. The company develops and markets live and recorded events. Um, they've got TV deals that increase the average annual value of their distribution to 3.6 times that of the prior deal with NBC Universal. They've been going beyond wrestling events, so it also produces reality TV shows like Total Bellas, Ms. and Mrs., Total Divas. They've been expanding into the women's platform, including an upcoming women's tournament, the May Young Classic 2018. And I know you're saying, Did you just call this a growth stock? Yeah. company just completed distribution deals with USA Networks and Fox Sports. It staged another record break in WrestleMania. It developed a 10-year strategic partnership with Saudi General Sports Authority. Now, I don't know anything about Saudi General Sports Authority, but that sounds good to me. So I messed up. I let my pride get in the way of an opportunity. I think the stock goes to hundred. Do I think it's the next Apple? No. Do I think it's the next uh, YouTube? No. Do I think it's the next Netflix? No. Uh, but there's something there. So eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to each calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to each calls on the air. Bond yields have extended yesterday's surge, weighing on equity markets around the globe. Rate sensitive and heavily weighted financial sector is outperforming. Yay, finances have been underperforming. Take a look at a company like Goldman Sachs, which is trading at a very low valuation and very low book value. If you think think that the market is going to continue to push interest rates higher. So interest rates hit a seven-year high. So we're dealing with 3.18%. 30-year treasury is sitting at 3.3%. There's a widening spread between the two-year note and the 10-year note, which should foster some relative strength in the financial sector. So, stock merger between Hortonworks and Cloudera. Uh, Hortonworks? Did Horton lay an egg, or did he not lay an egg? Or did he just sit on someone else's egg? When did the egg break? I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more.
1: Well, you tear a plane
0: In the falling rain i drive a Rolls Royce Cause it's good for my voice But you won't
1: and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Today, we're seeing the markets fall pretty aggressively. Now, again, 250 points when you're from on the Dow, when you're near an all-time high, isn't that bad. You know, down 250 points when you're at Dow, 16,000 is different than down 250 points when you're at Dow to 25,000. You get that. that you get that. Right? I hope you do. with that said, today's not the day to necessarily get excited because we got yield scare going. It's Spooky Vision. Did you ever watch the South Park where they did Spooky Vision? I did. I think I did. Seems like the they had like a rotating pumpkin in the background or something like that, and they did the show, and it it slowly started to turn. So it it was kind of getting upsetting. Like if you were drinking or if you were on pain medication or something like that, it was trippy. So we got a little bit of scary right now. Yield scare. Dow Jones Industrial Average set another record on Wednesday. But turn the page to Thursday and treasury yields are pushed in stocks lower. Low, how low can you go? Limbo low. Okay, I'll just be sitting in this chair. Can you bring me another drink and cut the whole limbo talk out? I'm trying to have a vacation here. How low can you go? Um... So, yields are spooking the market right now. And that's okay. That's normal. And it's going to happen. Utility stocks are getting hit pretty tough because why own a utility stock that pays 3% when you can own a bond that pays 3%? That's how some people look at it. 10-year treasury is sitting at, um, it's risen to 3.21%. Stocks are falling. Yields may not be done rising. 10-year yields should hold the 3.25% level short term. But... As we trade into the fourth quarter, analysts expect 3.35% on treasury yields. You know what else is going lower today? Limbo lower. What's going to be going lower? Limbo, limbo, limbo low. Limbo, limbo, limbo low. So utility stocks are going lower. The stock market's going lower. And under the limbo bar right now, homes. There's something called the Vanguard Real Estate Index and they're doing the limbo move today. Take some of this VNQ, the Vanguard real estate index, going lower in large part because as interest rates move higher, the affordability of housing gets tougher. And what sucks about all this, excuse me for using the word sucks, I should probably clean up my mouth, what stinks about this is that A lot of people like, right now is great because the tenure, not the tenure, but uh, first time unemployment claims dropped. And a lot of people see employment going down to 3% this year. I don't know if that's this year or next quarter or next six months. But if we're not firing people and we are hiring people, you get the picture. If you don't own a financial stock, now is a good time to consider one or a financial ETF like XLF. Are you gonna rock and roll in an XLF? No. Nah. It's too diversified. Is it a nice exposure to higher interest rates? Yeah, it is. Another limbo low. Limbo low low low. Limbo low low. How low can go? Who's who's gone under the limbo line? Well, utilities, come on. So the utility sector, ticker symbol XLU, lower. The Vanguard real estate sector. Lower. V and Q. Who else is lower? Well, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average lower. How about preferred stocks? Preferred stocks, it's your turn in the limbo line. Uh, preferred stocks give dividends, fixed dividends. And there's common stocks, CS, common stock. Sometimes if you buy a stock, let's say you go out and buy 100 shares of Amazon, you'll see in your receipt it says CS next to it, common stock. There's something called a preferred stock, which is uh, in the ratings of a company, bonds are probably the safest. Those are IOUs that a, a bond might issue, a company might issue a bond, and it's an IOU. And let's say the CEO loses his mind and he tweets something about 420, and this company goes out of business. Right? Bondholders would get money first. Second would be preferred stockholders because they get equity in the company, but they also get into buying some of their debt. Much more stable way to play a stock if volatility kills you and you like dividends. So preferred stocks, ticker symbol PFF, uh, it yields 5.6%, but people sell it off. 5.6% is not bad, all right? It tends to to sell off when interest rates move higher because, again, people can say, I'm going to go park money over here. So we got the yield scare story going back on today. That's worthy of note. Alibaba. A friend of mine bought Alibaba. High, and he sold it low. Alibaba, Texas baba. some people say, is the Amazon of China. I see some optimism in the sell-off. I like it when companies like Facebook and Alibaba aren't at all-time highs. I like saying the word Alibaba. Number of factors have weighed in on Alibaba this year, uh, including trade war with U.S. and China. So it's it's trying to open Alibaba, um, open the Chinese consumer to ban in new business expansion. Eerily, Alibaba tends to look a lot like the business model that Amazon's been executing, and they had their general CEO Jack Ma founder to part. So Alibaba lost Jack Ma, who you know helped the Chinese cloud and e commerce giant enormously. Um, I think it's an interesting I think it's an interesting stock here. So at Alibaba's recent investor day, it bolstered confidence for analysts in the company, which has a unique corporate structure, strong management team, enviable leverage to the Chinese consumer, and a good track record of execution and getting into new businesses. Um, Alibaba has seen its cloud business rise forty six percent market share last year from up from thirty percent in two thousand fifteen. The food delivery platform that Alibaba bought earlier this year is expanding the company's service offerings and has rapidly been integrated into the ecosystems of consumers, logistics infrastructure, and merchants. The company is digitalizing, digitalizing, digitalizing. I want to say digitizing, but digitalizing the entire retail experience. Online real penetration is expected to rise to 29% by 2020. Its core commerce business has streamlined the user shipping experience and taking personalization to the next level. They've got a business called Ant Financial. Now, I just want to think about what Ant Financial is. I want to give you a second to think about it. Ant Financial. It's a division of Alibaba. Biggest financial technology asset in the world. 640 million customers using at least two different categories of services that it offers. It's using blockchain, artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things to build technology infrastructure for institutions and improve customer service. Um, Now, I don't think it's right for me to say I like Alibaba without also going out of my way and saying "It, it does business in China. It is a Chinese company. And the People's Republic of China is not a normal investment environment. You know, if you ever go to the People's Republic of China, the food's great. The food, the food, the food is great. The work ethic is great. The culture is very cultural. It's culturalish. ish um, The government's exceptionally, though, violent and abusive physically and mentally to its own citizens at times. People can't speak in China freely. Their lives and their jobs are in grave danger if they say something wrong. They've had 2,000 years of dictatorships of one sort or the other as they evolve into a more open and humane system, something more like what the people in Taiwan have right now. Taiwan is the template for the People's Republic of China, not the other way around. So when I say Alibaba looks pretty darn interesting, Um, I think it, it jumps if there's a trade war Resolution with China, but also I think just fundamentally looks pretty solid with what we saw from
0: <laughs> Alibaba.
2: Oh gosh, uh, with what we saw from their Investor Day. So to each calls on the air. It's to each calls on the air. A company that I've been talking a lot about in the last year, two years is Square. ticker symbol SQ. It's you know it was founded by Twitter's CEO Jack Dorsey. And it's, you know, financial tech, FinTech. Um, they just launched a new service that enables customers of its small business clients to pay for purchases in installments. So through Square installments, the San Francisco-based company will be extending credit to customers of merchants that use its technology to accept payments online and in-store for purchases ranging between 250 and $10,000. If you use Square to buy something that you do install payments on, it may be over three, six, or twelve months. So suddenly the company's a little bit different. You know, they make that little dongle. It's a small credit card reader that turns smartphones into payment tablets. Um, I like the company. I like PayPal as well. Tell Rogervisor for taking action any stocks mentioned on the show. Blah 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 legalese. Legalese, legalese, legalese. Stop. I'm not black talking all things financial, money investing and more.
0: Girl,
1: Black dot com. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW.
0: They can see hotel room, lost in me, lost in you, love on my knee. I belong, I
2: believe, hope and 516 Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. Don't be shy. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We've talked about Square today. We've talked about WWE. We've talked about interest rates rising and how that's playing in the market. And the answer is not well, right? Utilities are getting hit. Um, real estate stocks are getting hit. Does that mean your real estate home will get hit? It doesn't mean that. could happen. It doesn't mean that. So... Uh, Real estate's all local, local, local. But if you believe the crap, the crap, if you believe the poop real estate agents say and mortgage lenders say, real estate always goes up. That's not true. So be cautious. Some markets are definitely better than others. Some markets have more upside and downside than others. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Money investing and more. Let's see. The bond yields are climbing. Job, jobless claims are plunging. New filings for unemployment fell unexpectedly to near 49 year lows. Mortgage rates have ticked down ahead of the bond market bloodbath that sent yields surging. That's fun to say, isn't it? Bond market bloodbath. We're seeing mortgage fraud getting worse as more people lie about their income qualify for their loans. Gosh, man, that ain't good. Mortgage fraud is getting worse as more people lie about their income to qualify for loans. One in every 109 mortgage applications is estimated to have indications of fraud. Loan applications for real estate purchases are more likely to have fraud than for refinancing. And that may be part of the reason for the increase overall of fraud. It's tough because... You create a kind of a cesspool of problems if one loan in 100 is is fraudulent and you don't know which one it is and you buy all 100. Loan applications for the real estate purchases have more fraud tied towards them. In large part, that's the reason we're seeing that increase. Some borrowers are therefore juicing their incomes in order to, pre-qual- to qualify. Loan applications for real estate purchases are more likely... To become problematic so we went from an era where anyone could get a loan and then the real estate market crashed to almost no one can get a loan and the real estate market recovered and there was a period of time where our, our government in their wisdom would say things like everyone deserves a home and look how great it is everyone deserves a home uh, can anyone answer my question? A friend of mine tried got on Skype the other day and said, "Hey, you're on Skype." I'm like, "No, I'm not." Went home and my computer was off, so I wasn't on Skype. Something feels weird about that. Did you know that you could use? Did you know that you could use a margin loan to buy a home? So, isn't that crazy? You can have a stock like Apple be worth a million dollars, and you could take out four hundred thousand dollars. Typically, brokerage firms permit loan amounts of up to 50% of the portfolio's value at the time of the loan. Money can be used for anything, including bridge financing when a buyer needs uh, money to close on a new home. Spurred by a bull market in early 2013, investors embraced margin loans with a passion. And that's a problem because the more uh, debt issues we have out there, well, the more debt issues we have out there. And they can become problems. They can become, I hate using this phrase, cockroaches. If you see one cockroach in the kitchen, there's probably a hundred cockroaches in the kitchen. (laughs) What is that? Oh, La Cucaracha. Got it. Oh, I thought there was a tie there. I thought that this is going to be my last show ever. So I'm like, don't do that to me, Mike. Don't do it to me. No. Um... No. So anyway, um, that's a problem that's it's growing out there, and uh, it's worthy of note. Someone asked me the other day if I like the Hilton credit card called the Aspire. $450 a year credit card fee. It's pretty insane for the average person. Huge annual fees turn people off. The Hilton Honors Aspire card from American Express offers a huge welcome bonus, multiple annual travel credits, automatic Hilton diamond status, and a free weekend night each year. So you get one free weekend night, ding, 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 ding. doesn't it pay for itself? Kind of does. If you use the rewards. When it comes to travel rewards, there are certain principles that you have to stick by. I believe you should only purchase cash back or travel rewards if you are free of consumer debt and able to pay your bill in full each month. With the average credit card interest rate over 17%, it's foolish to carry a balance. I only believe in paying an annual fee for a rewards card if I'm getting outsized value and earning a lot more than I pay in. So the Hilton Aspire credit card shines in some of the value that you get. Welcome bonus is 125,000 points after you make $4,000 in purchases within three months. Um, That ain't too shabby. Um, That can get bumped up to 150,000 points. When you book hotels, you get 14 times points on Hilton Hotel Booking, seven times on flights. Um, Car rentals, restaurants, uh, three times points on other purchases. So again, if you're a big user... And you travel, it's a good card. Um it's it's a good card to consider. I'm considering it. You receive a two hundred and fifty dollar annual resort credit, a two hundred and fifty dollar annual airline credit. So you can see how it pays for itself if you use those credits. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing and more.